What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Full Circle Fantasy Podcast with your host, Frank Scandero and Cody Cutzer, where each week we dive deep into all aspects of the fantasy world, Devi, Dynasty, and DFS. So sit back, relax, and enjoy another show. Episode two of the Full Circle Fantasy Podcast. I'm your one of your gracious co-hosts at DHH underscore Frank. I'm here with uh, with my main man Cody, and we have a special guest tonight for our our season preview, Mister Two Drink Minimum himself at FL Two Drink Minimum. We'll throw it to you first, Jason. How you been doing tonight? I'm doing great, fellas. What is going on? Living Got another beer to crack here. I'm apparently I'm trying to catch up to Frank, yeah, who's dude. trying to outdo me tonight. But six of that, that's all right. Six drink minimum when you come on the full circle. <laughs> so you know next time, Cody. Fair enough, Cody, my wonderful co-host. How are you doing tonight? Doing awesome, man. Excited to be back on episode two. First guest. Yeah, we had the he's he's popping our our guest cherry here. I'm not used to this, but I guess I'm going to be the uh, the sober one. Yeah. Probably. Usually not my not my thing, especially when it gets to about NFC North time and we're six divisions in. <laughs> so yeah, today on the pod we are going to be doing the uh, season preview. Uh, myself and the guys have picked the division winners. We'll, uh, I'm sure we'll have some debates about that. We also uh, will give you our Super Bowl winners or our AFC and NFC Championship games, our Super Bowl winners, and then we both, all three of us, have picked. Uh, our MVP of the season, our Offensive Rookie of the Year, and at the end of the episode, we have a special mock draft of comedy movies that we're going to be bringing to everybody. Totally yeah. forgot about that. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I'll bring it up on you. So first, we'll start with news and notes. Um, obviously, everybody knows the big news, the breaking news, blew everybody's mind Saturday evening. One Andrew Luck has retired from the National Football League. Cody, what was your first initial thoughts when you heard the news? My first thought was Schefter got hacked. I was like, dude, there's Great. no way. Like, there's no way this is actually true. Then I saw it pop up on the uh, the ESPN ticker. I was like, oh, shit, this <laughs> this actually might be legit. At first, I thought it was the fake Schefter account. So, like, I had right. to check the actual handle itself. And then when I saw it was actually Schefter, I was like, oh, no. Yeah, first I got the uh, the sleeper alert, and then like all my fantasy chats just started blowing up. I was like, "Dude, there's no way! Like, there's this came out of nowhere. There's no way this is actually happening." And then once the press conference came through, like, dude, it's, it's still weird, right? Like, I still like sure. don't know. Like, is this did this actually happen? Like, do you guys think he's Done, done, or do you think there's a chance he comes back maybe a year from now? Ugh, that's tough. Uh, watching that press conference, who actually watched the whole thing, that looks like a man that knows what he wants, and this is not it now. I can't, I can't fault him. Let him, let him do him. No, yeah, no I don't no blame him at all. I don't blame him at all. Um, I mean, if uh, if the guy's been in pain for four years in a row, like I'm sure he's extremely. I I tore three ligaments trying to play pickup basketball one time, like when I got out the military. <laughs> And like, I came down on somebody's foot and tore three ligaments in my left ankle. Like I was on a walking boot for eight weeks, crutches for like 
two months. It was just miserable. So, and that's when Frank ended his NBA hopes and dreams. Right. Yeah, yeah, because I'm five eight or five nine, and and I was going to make it to the NBA. But I I hated rehab, so I can only imagine doing it for four <laughs> years, like in an NFL room, like, and then you still get hit on constantly. And he, he, I don't blame him at all. The funniest thing I found from the whole situation is I don't know if y'all saw this, but they asked Belichick today, "What are your thoughts on Andrew Luck's?" retirement and he goes oh i didn't know he retired <laughs> and then he said we're just looking forward to the giants on thursday right. night for preseason week four like and then just kept Peak going it up. like Peak. and then the other sad thing is we're losing the the captain andrew luck twitter account he signed off for the last time the other night so See, I think he could have kept that going. Like, give, give me, give me not on the field, Andrew Luck. Like, I think that's still been legit. So right. bring it back. Let's get that yeah. position. Like, well, I, no. I want to see Family Man, Andrew Luck. He started. He started one that now apparently Dak Prescott took over for him as general in the field or some some stupid. I don't. Know. Uh, I missed that one. Nah, that's weird. Um, other than that, what are what are real, our thoughts real, on real quick though, um, Jason? Since you are the super flex pod, sure. Uh, Jacoby Brissett. I don't hate it, man. Overall thoughts on his value? I don't. I don't hate it. You look back to when he took over uh, two years ago. That team was atrocious, right? Even the weapons they had were were not great. Uh, Best one of the best offensive lines there is this year. They they bring in Paris Campbell. Uh, I still like Ebron. Jack Doyle really flourished with Brissett uh, in that first year. So I hear some of the Jack Doyle truthers coming back out. I'll stay on Ebron train if, if we want to do that. <sighs> it stinks for T.Y. Hilton, right? But he was already pretty inconsistent as it was. Not necessarily. Well, hold on. Not necessarily. Like, he's had 1,000 yards. The only times he hasn't had 1,000 yards is his rookie year and the year that he didn't have Andrew Luck. Sure, season long. But, uh, like, on a weekly play, it, oh, it was well, hard. Yeah. But, I mean, who's not? If you're not top five wide receiver running back, everybody's okay. inconsistent. All right. Fair. But I, I, I think – you like Ebron over Doyle? Yeah. I mean, I, that was last year before the season, and, and I would have done it, I mean, all before that. I'm not a huge fan of Doyle. Um, I get it probably it, – Brissett does help just because we saw that connection. But, uh, there again, there's there's more weapons out there uh, for Brissett to, to key on, and, and the offensive line is so much better. He doesn't necessarily have to – throw it as many times you know what i mean they can bring that back frank Wright can bring can bring that number back and i think it's better for marlon mack i get like defenses will want to key in on that but that offensive line is so good and remember this defense is one that was really bad that turned into a top 10 defense last year and it's going to continue to grow let's lean on that marlon mack and i've never really been a huge mack guy i like it more now i mean grin yes the offense is a, is a little worse but if you're going to give me mack at a discount Ty is the one that's a little questionable for me, but but yeah, I'll go ahead and take some Mac off your hands. I'll agree that this is a way better situation for Brissett than two or three or not two or mm-hmm. whatever it was, um, when Luck got hurt and missed the whole season. <clears throat> so I think they could actually be a decent team. I don't know if they'll. I don't think they'll make the playoffs, but I also don't think if people keep saying they're tanking for Tua or whatever, I don't think that's possible. I mean, it's definitely possible. No, I mean, like they well, always saw them roll out Charlie Whitehurst. You know what I mean? Before they if got, they, the if they take Brissett off the field, is what I'm saying. Sure, that's and, but 
NFL players aren't going to talk about Chad Kelly, right? Like that's the that's the backup there. Or, I mean, I I drafted him recently, around twenty two of a a superflex startup. That's that's still going on, slowest draft ever. But like just on the chance now, after that, right after that luck news happened, all right, I'm going to take the backup because at least he's a little younger. But Brissett's a smart dude. He knows this system, and 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 Wright's going to kind of help him along. So don't don't write him off. I think. No, I agree. But what I'm saying is I don't think they tank for Tua because I don't think those players are going to – I don't think an NFL player is going to be like, yeah, I'm going to tank so we can get the better quarterback. Like, these sure, guys right. want to this win, isn't you know? the same kind of team that that was that bad when Peyton left them. You know what I mean? Like this, oh, yeah. this team is much better put together as a whole on both sides of the football. I agree, Cody. Yeah, they they have enough above-average talent that even if they tried to tank – I don't think they're going to beat out. They would really have to try to lose more games than like the Dolphins. You know what I mean? Why you got to go there? We don't. Is that your your team? Yeah, that's my team. (laughs) So, all right. Well, that's enough. We don't have to do that yet. We don't have to get into that yet. So, moving on. Nope. I'm going to stop you real quick. What about (laughs) Naheem Hines? I told you, dude. I'm sorry. I'm. I don't mean it anyway. Oh no. 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 It's fine. Can Can we talk? Do you I like love Hines. Hines better or, or worse now that we've gone from Luck to Brissett? He's the only one I moved up in my rankings when I did my rankings. Okay, fair. I think what? he'll be on the field more. Max, not the pass catcher, in my opinion. Hines is going to be the pass catcher. He's not awful at it. And towards the end of the year, we saw them kind of come off of Hines and into Mac a little bit more in the, rec- in the receiving game than, than it was in the beginning. I like Hines a lot, too, and I've picked him up in a lot of spots you know, going into this season and last year. That's just my SFB zero running back team talking. That's all. No, that's fair. And I like that, especially in a format like that. And and we saw A, Max missed more than a handful of games. And Hines was given, what, like 15, 16 carries in at least one game last year when he took over. Again, this, this O-line is, is another year better. I'd love to see Hines more involved. I just wonder, like, do you guys you – guys, Obviously, Frank, you see that changing a little bit in his favor going from luck to Brissette. Cody, you feel the same way? Or do you think they lean on Mac even more now? I think with Reich, he's he's shown he's a he's an aggressive coach. So I don't think we'd see like a clock control ground and super pound. conservative. Sure. Right. Um and we like we saw last year, Heinz had what, 82, 81 targets, something like that. I think it was like third on yeah, their really team. Really up there, yeah. Yeah, obviously they they ha- they brought in some other uh, some other weapons, but the the games that Mac really blew up were the games that they won. Um, I forget what the yeah they're up by fourteen is like when he saw like his most percentage of runs, uh, right? And like X amount of his X percent of his points came from the games where you know right. I mean, where they where they easily controlled it in the games where they lost. It was Hines who was the the more valuable fantasy asset that week. So, I mean, I th- I think Hines has proven enough that they're not going to take him off the field. You know, I mean, he's still going to be used. I think Reich, like I said, he's aggressive. He's going to use all of his weapons that he can. So, uh, especially where where Hines is going now, because Mac has been bumped up so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like Hines as a as like a late round zero RB target and late in your uh, dynasty drafts as well. All right. Well, moving on, because we don't have all night. Uh, The other big news, which everybody knows about, is Lamar Miller tearing his ACL. 
which is sad because Lamar Miller is one of my dudes. Like, I've been on Lamar Miller since he was in the Dolphins, like in my home. Yep. I love that dude. I didn't think the Dolphins gave him enough carries when he was there. And he's been a thousand yard running back. Like he's had that over a thousand yards rushing over, I think, the last five seasons. Um, it's it's very unfortunate because I think that offense was going to really take a step forward if Fuller and Kuti could stay healthy with the uh, additions of the tight ends that, that they have. Um, but Duke Johnson steps right in, in my opinion. Um, they may pick somebody up. Uh, I believe they pick up a backup. I don't think they're going to pick up a starter. Everybody's talking about them trading for Melvin Gordon, which I don't think that's going to happen. It would be so gross, though. <laughs> it would be nasty, but I don't think it would. I mean, they could trade Clowney for him. They got money, too. They do. But – I think Duke Johnson now becomes a, a low-end RB2, high-end RB3, um, especially for redraft. In Dynasty, uh, I'd be willing to spend, you know, like a, a 20-22nd to get Duke Johnson. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to spend it first, I don't think. Cody, what are your thoughts on the, the Miller injury and, and Duke Johnson's upside? So, real quick, with uh, with Lamar, it's been one, two, three, four, five seasons of over a 1,000 scrimmage yards, not uh, – Right, rushing. Um, My fault. Thank you. Still, you're welcome. I just wanted to correct you. Um, I mean, yeah, it it sucks, but man, Duke's been one of my guys. I love. I've always. I've loved Duke for a while. Um, I hope he gets the the full workload. I really don't see. I mean, even if they bring somebody in at this point, it's going to be a veteran going to be coming like maybe they eat into his workload later in the season but i don't see anyone who's just going to come in right off the bat and challenge him for a bunch of touches um i pulled up dlf's trade finder for duke and there have been there have been a lot sure. since, since he got there um he's gone for first multiple times which which kind of surprised for 2021. I mean, 2021. There's a lot of people um, that are confident in their team right now, thinking that they're one little piece away. You know what I mean? And they're willing to risk that 10, 11, 12 in next year's draft. And, and a th- lot of those also, people are going to be mistaken. See, I understand that. Like, if I thought my team was definitely championship caliber, so you're willing to give that spot. I would give if I if I thought my first round pick was going to be 10 or 11 or 12. I would definitely. Uh, I would definitely trade for Duke Johnson. I, like Man. I thought he was, I thought he was a running back three while Lamar Miller was there. Like we talked about it on last episode, and then we talked about it when we were with the FF Trenches guys uh, two weeks ago. I think Duke Johnson was going to be the the safety valve because they don't really have a, a name tight end. We haven't seen uh, Watson have any uh, click with any of the tight ends there. So I thought Duke Johnson was going to be that guy where they could put it, both of him and Miller in the backfield on third downs. And Duke Johnson could be the guy where if Watson needs it, he can dump it off to him and get a first down. Especially if Kiki's injured at all. You know, hear about him moving in the slot a little bit. I hear you. Oh, first yeah, is rich. First is rich. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I could do it first. With, I mean, with how that class is looking next year, I, I, don't, I don't think – even if I thought that – because is he really going to put you over the hump? for you know for a championship run like is he gonna be that piece that like really that puts your like if you're trading a first for duke he's he's probably a depth piece right unless you're in a, in a yeah but in the in the, so, in the in some of the dynasty degenerates leagues that i set up it's you start one quarterback one super flex and eight flexes so he definitely could be if you replace him you know zay jones yeah. with duke johnson he definitely could put you over that hump to get your championship and i understand what you're saying in some leagues 
if you're spending a first on him and you're only starting two running backs, like maybe you need a running back at that point. Maybe you had yeah. Lamar Miller, he was going to be your run RB2, and you got to spend a first. Yeah, I get what you're saying, Frank. It feels like a move you're going to make in weeks like 8, 9, 10, like you said, to put you over that hump then because you know where your team is and you feel like, all right, I'm in the playoffs if I just need one more little piece, and you're doing it now. So I, I don't hate you for it. I think you're a little early, and you and you better get there because if that pick ends up being like six or lower, oof. Like, well, you know what I mean? Because no Lamar Miller, pick. like, they're bringing in another piece. Like if it's six or lower, you're losing that trade. Right. 10 times out of 10. But I, I I mean, get it now and then use those points from now until week eight, nine, 10 when I'm trying to do it. You know what I mean? And you've already got a couple games on me. So I, I hear you. I don't, I don't hate it. Uh, some other ones Michael Gallup, straight up, a bunch of 20, 20 seconds. Gallup's um, got some hotness finally, man. I felt like we forgot about him for a long time and all of a sudden he shows up yeah. in preseason. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like maybe this Kellen more offense will be okay. Somebody tagged me today in a trade that they traded T.Y. Hilton after I the saw news. That they traded for T.Y. Hilton for or traded Gallup for T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, Hilton. What straight up? Chill. Straight up. Even if you believe in the talent of Gallup, but you shouldn't do it that way. You can find you should no, be able he to got T.Y. Hilton. Oh gotcha. got you. Deal. Good job. Yeah. Bravo. That's what I said. At first I was like, ah, like I, I I see why you did it because you were freaking out about the luck thing. He's like, no, 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 no. I got T.Y. Hilton for Gallup. And I was like, oh, well, congratulations, because that's a steal. So if you're listening to this, go approach. Like, I will do that. I mean, geez. Let's, let's be honest. Is Gallup going to be the fourth option in that offense with Cooper, Jason Witten, and Zeke? I mean, I think he's better than Witten. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think we're going to realize that Witten I'm not is arguing better than than he will be this year. Oof. <laughs> If he was better in the booth than he will be <laughs> that's bad. Because he was What's, horrific in the dude, I can't correct. one bad part about football coming up this year, and we're talking about our season preview. If we could start a petition to just get rid of Chris Collinsworth and Bubba McFarlane off of our TVs. Booger. Or if there was a way to like right? It's booger, damn it. Booger. <laughs> How who who cares? Him and his stupid little thing that goes across the field with a TV. McFarlane was so bad. Jason Wynn was like, fuck this. I'm going back <laughs> to the NFL. I don't care if I can't run anymore. I will drag these cement blocks behind me. How I would you feel if you bought like 50-yard line tickets, fourth row for Monday Night Football, and here comes – and the only time you can watch the game when he's in front of you is on the TV that's on his back. Like, get out of here, man. That was the stupidest thing ESPN could have done. And then whatever that camera angle from NBC football last night, they better oh, they better get rid of that quick. I mean the booger mobile over that camera angle all day long. All right. So and I wanted to say booger mobile. <laughs> so moving on to the next set of news is Zeke said today he wants to be a cowboy for life. Well, in my opinion, if that was true, Zeke, and they would have gave you RB the second highest paid running back in the league, you would have signed that deal automatically. That's just my opinion. He knows he can get more. Kenny? I think so. I don't know. Jerry's got a big old fat wallet, dude. He does, but I they think also he'll get have... a little bit more. Cody, what do you do you think Zeke wants to really be a cowboy for life? I think Zeke just wants to be whoever's gonna pay him the highest for life. Like I don't I don't really think it has anything to do with Dallas or Jerry, right. it's it's just whoever's going to pay him the most. 
Um, I think there's been a lot of PR on both sides. You know what I mean? Jerry saying Ziku and then, you know what I mean? Just like all this kind of like back and forth bullshit. And then with like them offering Dak all the money then them signing Jalen, I think there's been a bunch of posturing. I think Zeke just wants top dollar from whoever. I really don't think he cares who that's coming so from. So what if they trade – what if the Texans trade Clowney for Zeke? Like Clowney in a first for Zeke. Because the Cowboys could technically pay Clowney, and then you got Jalen Smith, Van Der Esch, and Clowney for years, and you got Cooper and Dak on the other side. Like I would do it if I was Barry Jones. Like – Obviously, I mean, they, they trust Howard the, enough. They've been using him enough. They've seen what he, they have in him. Oh, uh, man. The, the Texans have kind of ignored the running. They've basically ignored that entire roster for the past couple of years. I don't think they're going to make a move like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they also traded for Brock Osweiler. So who knows what the Texans are going to do? Yeah, and that's exactly why they're not going to do anything because they're like, remember the last time we tried to do something like this? Look what fucking happened. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, what do you th- you think Zeke he he's there, he wants to be there. I think this is like, you know, that's your employer, right? Like you want them to pay you the most, but you're trying to show loyalty without really doing it. Like Kobe wanted to be a Laker for life, right? Like he never wanted to leave there. Tim Duncan wanted to be a Spur for life. Like pay me as much money, but I I want to be here. I, I don't ever want to put another jersey. Like sure. Sure, he need a little bit more money. I'm just I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, I think the difference is is what Zeke wants to make up is is just a little bit more. It doesn't have to show the Todd Gurley number like on the contract, but if you look at it for like state tax and what they get back, as long as Zeke is making more money than Todd Gurley is, that's where Zeke will be happy, and it's not that much more. Math is hard to me, but it's not that much more. Matt's not your strong suit. I think it is definitely not. All right. So now that the news and notes Zeke's are done, Zeke's a cowboy for life. I agree. I think Zeke would be a cowboy for life, which who knows? That could be another four seasons with the way they run him. Um, so now we're going to, we're going to bleed into the, uh, the AFC preview here. Uh, just a little note before we start. There's only two of the eight divisions that all three of us agree on. And that's obviously we all know that's the AFC East. I mean, if you come on a podcast and say anybody other than the Patriots is going to win the AFC East, technically like, my answer is different than y'all's. You said boo, Pats, but you're Correct. a Rockets fan, so you probably have a really mean hatred towards that whole organization. Which from understandably birth, so from birth period. That's that's fine. I agree. I mean, I don't. I, I argue just wanted with, to make sure we pointed that part out and not. I argue that. with everybody that Tom Brady is a system quarterback, but we're not. That's we don't have enough time on this podcast for that, so we're not going to argue that right now. Um, Jason, whenever I read that, I actually thought you were calling like the Pats or Boo. Like I thought you like love the Pats. Gross. Was I wrong? You're correct. <laughs> so starting with the AFC South, which we can after all the news we've talked about, um, Jason picked Jacksonville as well as Cody. They both picked the Jags to win the South. Jags. I, I have the Texans to win the NFC South or AFC South. AFC South. So Tag team, I'll, about to lose. I'll, yeah, I'm definitely about to lose this argument, but that's okay. Um, I don't win many arguments in my life. I mean, I'm married, so whatever. Oh. 
let's see. Uh, I, I agree. I think the Texans are the best team in that division. They have the best player in the division now that Luck's gone and Hopkins, in my opinion. The offense is very, very stout. If J.J. Watt stays healthy, it's good for him. If they can somehow work out a deal for Clowney, that's good because they have Clowney the kind of question. Clowney has to stay for, for this to work. I'm with you. Um, I agree that Jacksonville is, is a very solid team. Um I just don't know what we're going to get from them with Foles. And I agree that Foles is a good quarterback, but we've seen maybe it's that system in Philadelphia because Wentz has just as much success when he's healthy. Uh, if, you know, we three or four weeks into the season and the Jags are three and one and the offense looks amazing and the defense is shutting people down, then they're probably going to win the division because I don't think Houston can catch them. But in my opinion, Houston's got the best team now that Luck's retired. Uh, and that's who I'm picking. But I'll, I'll throw it to to Cody first, and t- let him tell us why the uh, the Jags are going to win the division. I just think this is one of those divisions that's kind of up in the air right now, especially with the luck injury. But Jacksonville easily has the best defense, hands down. There's nobody in that in that division that can come close to the defense. And we saw what they did with Blake Bortles at quarterback. The receiving options are upgraded. Foles is an upgrade over Bortles. He doesn't even have to be that big of an upgrade. If that defense can come back and be healthy, the offensive line should be healthy. Fournette should have lighter boxes to run. As long as he stays healthy, I think he's in for a big year as well. So there's, like I said, with that division, it's up in the air. I don't know if the, the Texans defense just hasn't been good. Like I just said, they've been, it feels like they've just completely just ignore that roster altogether. Clowney missing is going to be a big deal. Um, I just think they're the they're the most complete team in that division. Jason, I mean he he kind of said it. Uh, I'm I'm okay with the Nuke being the best player in this division now. I will concede um, to that as well. And I'm and I'm okay if you want to call Watson the second best. So I I totally get that part of it. If if we look back last year, the Jags were just so decimated on the O line and the D line, injuries just took it out of them. The year before that, when they stayed almost too healthy, really, if you look at it, like nobody got hurt across the board, right. they made it always the AFC Championship game. This offense is better now with Foles than it was with Bortles. If Fournette stays healthy at all. Like, I don't think you ever get more than 13 games for Fournette. I've said that since he came into the league. But give me 13 games for Fournette because he's an RB1 in those 13 games with this O-line. I, I think, as you see, I think they get to that spot again. I don't hate the Texans. and I even got them getting into the wild card. So it's not like I'm far off from, from what you're saying, Frank. But I think the Jags just have a little bit of a nudge on them with both sides, all sides of the football. And and so you get partial credit, Frank. Both both made valid points, and I agree. But this is to me, this division is the biggest toss up now that Luck retired. Like before, I would have said the Colts were hands down the, the favorite, but now that Luck's gone, it's literally the biggest toss up. Like I wouldn't, yeah, even, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the, if in the this Titans one Colt, Andrew Luck, and that's fair because of the defense. And I, I understand what you're saying about being healthy, but uh, I mean. The Titans could win this division. I wouldn't be shocked because they. I think the Titans have one of the better defenses in the league. 
Defense, fine. That offense is mm. no Mariota's horrific. So well, that's because he's the backup. Moving on. Commish McGriff uh, is in the chat. Shout out to to the old Commish. Uh, he said Leonard Fournette is definitely a buy right now, and I would agree with him. Um, I think there's too many people that are low on Fournette, and like and like Jason said, if that if he stays healthy for 12, 13 games. He's definitely an RB. He's RB1 in the games he plays. Right? Yeah, he's he's the guy I'm okay with. If you want to start like redraft leagues, I still have a couple coming up this uh, uh, holiday weekend coming up. If you want to start wide receiver, wide receiver, Fournette at that like almost a three four turn. So you could you could start at the back end, you know, like that 10, 11, 12 spot and go, I don't know, Michael Thomas, Juju, or something crazy like that, and still be able to put Fournette together. Woo. You could put Fournette and I've seen carry on them. The head, you know, yeah. or, or yeah. David Montgomery is at that three four turn. We kind of count that, you know, zero RB. I'm doing it in the third and fourth round, but I'm just stacking so much high upside wide receivers. If we're playing full PPR, like I, I don't know that that gap is that large this year from like wide runner back one to to twelve, like we've seen in a few years past. You know what I mean? No. I think those guys are a little bit closer together. And it's okay to do that this year. Yeah, I agree. I also think D.D. Westbrook is going to be a very solid wide receiver this year. Can so. we get Marquis Lee to stay healthy and and maybe show something? I know that's uh, asking a lot from what we've seen, but like potential was there. He's a second round draft pick. Jacksonville, Jacksonville just has a lot of wide receiver twos. But I think D.D. Sure. I think D.D. could yeah. definitely take a a Alshon Jeffrey kind of step with Foles. Where well, you need and, and 1,100 yards and eight touchdowns from him. Filippo w- wants to throw the ball. That's why he got ran out of Minnesota, right? He was throwing it too much for Zimmer's liking. Like, right. just because you have Fournette back there doesn't mean he's not going to throw it around a bunch. If that's how the offense will, yeah, they might be a bunch of wide receiver twos, but if you spread them out and give Foles easy throws, it, you know what I mean? Like, why not go away from that? And I think that's something that's being overlooked with Fournette too. He's more than capable as a pass catcher, and sure. they've been talking, they've been talking that up all off season long that he's going to need to be involved in the passing game. I mean, like you guys were saying, he was an RB one in thirteen games with what was it like thirty catches? I think right. his rookie year. I mean, there's no reason to see why that couldn't couldn't be higher this year. So it's speaking that LSU stigma, I mean, you can't. So speaking of teams that want to throw the ball a lot. We're going to segue into the old AFC North division. Uh, Look at that segue. I'm telling you, I'm getting better. It's only up But you two. called it a segue, so you can't. It's not a good one now. Well, I didn't do it. Cody did it. Uh, oh, okay. Jason Jason has the Steelers winning division as well as Cody, so y'all agree again. Oh, nice. And of course, I'm the odd man out, and I have Cleveland. I'm buying into the hype. The offense is going to be really, really good, I think. That defense is going to be really, really good. That defense um, is super nasty on paper. They're gonna, they have somewhat of an easy schedule, easier than than most teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I'm in love with Nick Chubb this season. I think he's a top five running back. I said it on last episode. Uh, I believe in Baker. He's my quarterback too in Superflex rankings. And then you got Odell and Jarvis, and you can't double both of them. And you still got Njoku. So, and Higgins isn't isn't too shabby as a as a third or fifth passing option, really. So, 
I'm I'm all in on the Browns. I think they win that division. Um, I think the Steelers kind of struggle without Antonio Brown this year. And I don't trust Baltimore with Lamar Jackson. Everybody should know that from following me on Twitter. So I will throw it to Jason this time since Cody started last time and tell me why you think the Steelers. I got to ask you a question first, Frank. Go ahead. What what kind of record are we looking at? I know we didn't really put that here, but what are you seeing the Browns do? And you don't have to run it down, but are we talking like 10 and 6 wins this division, 12 and 4? Like where are you putting them at? I would think. I have all these guys super close. And they all beat each other up. I think it's 10 and 6. And I think the Steelers finished 9 and 7. Okay. So I have them all around 8 and 8, 9 and 7 with Steelers just holding like some of that matchups. It's like, I think all the teams are very equal. And I'm going to give it to the team that's been there, not the young guns trying to to do it. So that's kind of my thought process there. Um, Of course, it's so hard to lose Antonio Brown and replace that at all. Obviously, we see that, what, 650 six pass attempts something something so crazy up there um that's going to come back a little bit but i think that leans more to a little bit of james connor uh, i think the steelers defense is, is is maybe a little underrated i'm not i, I love the browns defense but i, I think the steelers is kind of coming back a little bit um but again uh, yeah all those guys are just super close to me so again i'm not hating it and it looks like cody you even got him in the in the wild card huh yeah, I just as far as the division goes, there's just a lot of there's a lot of new pieces with Cleveland. You know what I mean? They still have to figure out time how to how to gel and everything. It wouldn't surprise me if a couple of those egos flared up. You know what I mean? We had some problems a la Jacksonville from last year. Um, but I do think they, they get it together in time to make a wild card. But it's just I am the resident Steeler fan and I I'm I'm here for the blow up. I want that to happen. It needs to happen. Um, but like I said, just the the continuity that the team has, obviously losing AB, that's never a good thing. I don't care what any of the other Yenzers say out there, no matter what's going on with him at Oakland, which is a whole other podcast. Um, the defense looks of, with Devin Bush. I was really surprised they made that aggressive move to move up in the draft to grab him. Uh, so hopefully that'll that'll play a big part. He's looked like a monster so far. He's been all over the field, so hopefully that'll be what they need. Uh, division Steelers wild card, the Browns. Is, is James Washington supplanting himself as wide receiver too? Does, does Moncrief eat enough? All those guys just kind of mesh where nobody really stands out enough to take enough pressure away? Like, What's your feelings there? I'm... I'm kind of nervous to see what they do with Juju. I'm nervous if they throw him outside when he shouldn't be outside. I think he should be in a slot. Um, so that's something I'm going to be paying attention to. But as far as that wide receiver two position goes, I'm really looking out for Vance McDonald. I think he could be the guy who benefits most from the, what was it, 167 67 targets, I think. 67. And Jesse James isn't there anymore. So he's the only option in town, really. My guy, Jamie is at least around, but like Vance is never super healthy. But I hear you. Yes. Yeah, so, well, somebody in the chat, Devin uh, Arega in the chat, said he he thinks Vance Mack is being overhyped. Uh, I don't agree. I, I, I have him as my tight end five <laughs> or six uh, in my rankings. Uh, I, I think with 180 targets from AB disappearing and 
whatever <clears throat> amount of targets Jesse James has. We know Big Ben loves his tight end. We've seen it over the years, his whole career that he likes throwing to a tight end, especially on that like that little uh, middle post route in between the safeties. And that's what Vance can do best, in my opinion. So, but it's it's not just the whatever you know. It, Jesse James out of there. We're talking about two hundred targets, but those those aren't. We're not giving two hundred targets to the field. You know what I mean? Like I think Ben probably takes at least fifty off of that number, anyways. Right. You know what I mean? And and probably a little bit more than that because that offense won't be as efficient without it. You know, without Antonio Brown. So. Now we can maybe even cut it in half. So now we're talking about a hundred getting distri- you know distributed amongst the other. So just something I feel like we maybe we overlooked that number a little bit because yeah, but in the in the tight end historic, landscape, you know what I mean? Like he's not doing that again. No, but in the tight end landscape, when you only got Kittle, Ertz, and sure, and, I mean, if I'm going to ride my put some coattails on a guy that's going to maybe finish top five, that not a lot of people are on. That's right. a, a guy that who has a five quarter that that ten, eleven, twelve range. End. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I mean, I don't. I, on it. I don't trust OJ Howard because the whole time, Winston, everybody that loves OJ Howard this year, and my thing is Winston always threw to Cameron Brate more anyway, and now they got Godwin that's emerging as a more of a option than really DJX ever was in my opinion with the way people are hyping Godwin. Definitely. Um, so moving on to the next division, which obviously is the AFC East, we all have the Patriots. Kind of a no-brainer. Um, until somebody does it, somebody else does it, dethrones them, um, they're going to win the, the championship. They've got or the, the AFC East title. They've got Tom. they got Bill. and The I, rest of that division is just so – they hand that to the Patriots every single year. Yeah, no doubt. There's no doubt. Now, I will say that the Bills are a sneaky – sneaky team this year. I think their defense is uh, underrated. Um, and Josh Allen was the QB one the last six season, uh, six weeks last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they brought in a lot of weapons. They got Singletary and we don't know what they're going to do with McCoy. Um, if they let him go or, or they keep him, they have TJ Yeldon. They picked up John Brown. You know, they got options. They got Dawson Knox. Cole, so the Bills, Cole Beasley. They, they definitely have the capability of maybe pushing the Patriots, but I don't think they get there this year. Tom's got to leave. Period. Yeah, I hate, yep. I hate you guys for bringing it up. Sorry, I don't think we really have to stay on the AFC East much. <laughs> no, next. Um, moving on is the AFC West again. You two both agree, and I don't. Y'all both have the Chiefs uh, winning the AFC West, and I have the Chargers. Um, I'll let one of y'all go first this time. So, Cody, you can take it first and, and talk about why you think the Chiefs repeat, uh, and then we'll let Jason go, and I'll talk about why I think the Chargers are going to win it this year. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just pretty simple. It's Pat Mahomes and Sandy Reeves that offense. You know, I mean, they they made some upgrades to the defense. They were one offsides away from potentially being in the Super Bowl, um, and they got rid of that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> So like like I said, there there's just there's enough there. That offense, nothing has changed with the offense. Um, I mean, I think they lost one offensive lineman, but I don't think it'll be it'll end up being that big of a difference. But the the additions on defense are the biggest thing, and I, I really don't think that there's too much to be said for anybody else. We can I feel like we can lump this together because 
both me and Cody took the Chargers in the wild card. You know what I mean? I, I, we both agree that's a solid team there. I think we're splitting hairs. Yeah, and, I, and I have the Chiefs in the wild card. Right. I think I think we're I think they both finished twelve there. and four, but I think the Chargers. I mean, we saw it last year. The Chargers went in there and beat them mm-hmm. on that. On I think was it Thursday night. Like I, I think the Chargers maybe take both games this year from the Chiefs. Um, wow. How much does Melvin matter to you, and when does he, and when he plays? It doesn't matter that much at all, really. Okay. Because with like if they without, were just as good with him at the end, and right. same amount of points scored. I hear you. Without them, they were, without Melvin, they were still four and zero last year, mm-hmm. I think, or four and one, or three and one, whatever it was. They they still I think were winning depth games. Matters a little bit at the running back position through the season, but, but I, and doesn't mean they can't bring anybody else in or something if they're not right. going to pay him or Melvin doesn't show up till week ten because he has to. And if he shows up to week ten healthy and he stays healthy and completely fresh, then good lord, I hear you. Right, and I think the Derwin James loss is going to be bigger than a lot of people are leading on. That's the part, yeah. That. He, he, he was crazy I mean, all around the field. Yeah, but uh, I think the Chargers. I mean, like I said, I, I think they both twelve and four. I think the Chiefs just miss out on winning the division because they lose both games to the Chargers this year. That's really the only difference I had in them. And the Chargers just always seem to do something to shoot themselves in the foot. Whether it's, I mean, obviously injuries are out of their control, but they're they always seem to have a big time injury at some point during the season. The one year was the the kicker, you know. What I mean, was missing right. all the, the field goals and extra points and everything. So there's just always something that seems to hold them back. Um, but like Philip Rivers is one of those guys. I don't know how you guys are, but there's like people on other teams that I'm like, man, I I, I would like to see him win one. And Philip Rivers is one of those. I feel like he's put a, a good enough body of work together. Like he's one. Like him and Larry should somehow get together. Yeah, and trade. Go- do something, yeah, do something. Yeah. Plus, Phil Rivers has all those kids. He needs that Super Bowl bonus to uh, to help him out. He does. He does. I uh, all those so, table games I missed was worth it. Look at yeah. that. <laughs> so, so y'all obviously you know, we touched on it that for our our wild our fifth seed in the AFC, I have the Chiefs, and both y'all have the Chargers. Uh, and then both y'all touched on you know sixth seed is Jason. Yours is the Texans, and Cody yep. yours is the the Browns. My sixth seed is the Bills, which I just touched on when we talked about the AFC ETH a little bit. So, uh, oh, yeah. other than that, I, th- I I think it's perfectly fine. Um, I think we, we all agree that there's some solid teams up top. There's really like between six and eight, maybe I would think we could all agree on that, that have a legit shot at making the playoffs in the AFC. Um, for the championship games, uh, let's see. Jason, you picked the Jags and the Jags to play the Patriots. Yep, two years Cody, ago, a little rematch. Rematch. Cody, you have the Chiefs playing the Browns, and I have the Chargers playing the Texans. How fun would the Chiefs Browns be to watch? It, so yeah, that would be wild. That's 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 amazing. Amazing. I was gonna say this isn't like really what I think is gonna happen, but like it like I'm just putting it out there for, for good juju in the universe. I that like would it. just be such a sick. AFC conference game. Oh, I agree. I agree. It'd be wild. That'd be so good. So I'm just putting it out there to like throw the good vibes into the universe and Kelsey, and Kelsey and Mahomes versus versus Baker and Odell. Like, you know, you got Chubb and and Kareem Hunt against Kareem the Hunt team. Back like the story right. would be awesome. Oh, it'd cold, be, it'd be cold weather game outdoors in in Kansas. You got him in Kansas City, obviously. Um. Yeah. 
So <laughs> that we all know Arrowhead is a, is a, is a wild place to play. We've seen it on TV. Um, so 